Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I have so much I need to say. Please give me a chance to just say it so I can accept it. The brother of Dr. Amy Harwick, the therapist brutally murdered in her home allegedly by her ex-boyfriend, sits down with us to tell us more about his sister and what he knows about her accused killer. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. The new trial of Gareth Pursehouse started this week out in California. Pursehouse is accused of murdering Hollywood therapist Dr. Amy Harwick back in 2020. Dr. Amy Harwick was a 38-year-old family relationship and sex therapist originally from Pennsylvania, and she was quite high profile in Los Angeles. She was even engaged to comedian and Price's Right host Drew Carey at one point in time. And Dr. Harwick appeared in magazines, podcasts, TV news. Here's the deputy district attorney delivering the state's opening statement explaining what they claim happened. He broke into her house on Valentine's Day. He broke in there with a syringe loaded with a lethal dose of nicotine. And then he waited for her until she got home. He waited there for hours for her. When she arrived, she went up to her third story bedroom and got caught by surprise by the defendant. He immediately attacked her, as evidence will show. He strangled her. And then her roommate, who was asleep in the bottom level, heard the screaming and yelled out, leave her alone. The evidence is going to show the defendant panicked at that moment, took Amy's Harwick debilitated body over to her bedroom balcony, lifted her up over the balcony, and dropped her to her death. You hear that she suffered injuries to her body. Her pelvis was shattered, liver damage, brain damage, and then defendant pleasure. So it's believed that she was thrown over the third story balcony. The medical examiner would determine her death a homicide, meaning that she was killed by somebody else, and that she died from manual strangulation and blunt force trauma. She was rushed to the hospital. She was pronounced dead. And investigators analyzed the crime scene, and they determined that there was evidence of forced entry and a struggle. They found blood on Dr. Harwick's bedroom door, beads from her necklace scattered in her bedroom. And then within 24 hours... Gareth Pursehouse is the person who's arrested for her murder. And it turns out that Gareth Pursehouse was Dr. Harwick's ex-boyfriend from nine years earlier, and she had filed what we believe to be two protective orders against him. Harwick blocked Pursehouse's number. She got new locks on her windows. She had a handyman install security cameras at her home. And by the way, after running into Pursehouse at an event shortly before the killing, Harwick emailed herself what appeared to be a journal entry detailing how scared she was after seeing him. 
She called Pursehouse obsessive and scary. So Pursehouse's trial is underway. But what we can't forget in all of this is that an innocent life was lost in this case, Dr. Amy Harwick. And to shed some light on who Amy Harwick was in more of this story, we welcome right now to Sidebar her brother, Christopher Harwick. Christopher, thank you so much for coming here on Sidebar. First of all, we haven't met before. I just want to say, in following the case, I I am so sorry for your loss, for your family's loss. And I know particularly now with the trial going on, this must be a difficult time. So I appreciate you uh, coming on to talk to us a little bit more about this. Of course. I I really appreciate you guys having me. I want to start off just to get a little bit better understanding about your sister, who she was and what she was like. So I guess for what the family kind of wants to convey about my sister growing up, you know, Amy was just like any other teenage girl. She's like, hanging out with friends, going to parties, and her and I had, I would call it pretty pretty normal brother and sister relationship. We had our ups and downs, brothers and sisters fight. We would try to hang out uh, as much as we could. We would go to concerts together and you know, just have a lot of fun that way. In, in 2001, when she moved out to California, she was very excited to, to do that and start her life out there. She, uh, she was married to, uh, to a guy in a, in a band. He was a great guy, but uh, unfortunately it just didn't work out. And she decided to stay out there and pursue her career and, and her schooling. And Amy was very career driven. She knew what she wanted to do. She went to school, got her master's degree, and then eventually got her doctorate in psychology and, and, and family and sex therapy. And you know, she wrote a book. She was, she was probably one of the most career driven people I've ever met. She loved to help people. That, that was her goal in life was to, to, to be a good person and to be there for anybody that, that, that reached their hand out for help. Unfortunately, you know, she, you know, I think she was in her prime. She had a great career going. She, her, her life was moving in the right direction. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And, uh, you know, tragically it was cut short. From what I've heard from people who've talked about her and I've seen videos, she seemed like such a happy person. You talk about her being career driven and she was very successful. And, and I agree with you. I think she was in her prime. She had a lot more to offer the world, but she just seemed like such a happy person. And people who were friends with her would say that she seemed so genuinely interested in them. And it was kind of like a magnetic thing. Is it, do I have the right idea about your sister? Absolutely. She, um, you know, her, yeah. her and I would have would have uh would have conversations i'd ask her you know how she was doing but then you know more often than not she wanted to see what i was doing what i was up to right. i mean you know her and i were you know separated by three thousand miles you know she was in california and i was in uh pennsylvania um and a, a new a number of times you know her and i were separated by by ocean plus when i was like deployed overseas and she'd always ask me how i was doing uh in those certain circumstances but i was really interested in what 
what you know she was doing, but she really tried to focus on on me, which I I always kind of thought that was kind of cool about my sister. Sometimes she was hard to get a hold of. You know, her her life was very busy. She had a lot of things going on. You know, with her career and with friends and doing side jobs and the other cool stuff that she was into. Her 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 life was it always seemed it was always full of things to do and 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 fun things to do. There was very hardly any time where I really thought that she kind of like sat down and like like chilled out for a while. She was just a very, very busy person. First, let me just say thank you uh, for your service as well to the country. Um, If you can, do you remember the last time you spoke to her on the phone? Sure. The last time I spoke to her, it was over like Facebook Messenger. And I was just about ready to redeploy out of Afghanistan. I guess I would have been in January of 2020, right at the end of January. This would have been a couple of days after her interaction with 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 Gareth. She didn't allude to to any negative feelings that she was having of being afraid. She didn't tell me at all about any of this stuff. And I I, I kind of wish she would have, you know, opened up to me about that. Um, she really just tried to make it make it a more positive experience because our conversation because I was getting ready to come home. I was gone for a year. The circumstances that I was in, uh, she really didn't want to like I guess put that on me. So so in other words, she didn't she didn't even tell you that she ran into him? No. Mm-mm. Mm. Mm. And she wasn't saying anything about being afraid. She was just more focused on you at the time. Correct. And and her cat. She she, I, uh, she uh, showed yeah. me a lot of her cat because you know, Marquis, the cat was her was her uh, main squeeze. How did you find out what happened? Like 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 that the that, the, that the she was killed. Yeah. So I had just got back from Afghanistan like a couple of days before, and my wife and I went to Charleston, South Carolina, for like a little Valentine's Day weekend. And my parents were were at our house, uh, at my house, watching our kids. It was probably, I'd say, maybe eleven o'clock at night, and my wife's daughter was texting her saying that the police were were uh, were at our house. So we're like, well, that's kind of strange. Like that's never happened before. So I. I, I tried to call my dad and he finally answered. I said, Hey, like, you know, why are the, why are the police at, you know, at the house? And that's when he, he told me that, you know, Amy's been murdered. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was a, it was like kind of one of those things where you never in a million years thought you would ever hear that. So it, 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 it caught me, obviously caught me by surprise and it caught my wife by surprise. All of us, you know, it caught all of us by surprise. And we, I got a phone with him and we, we packed up all of our stuff and, and we immediately drove home. Got back that, I guess it was that Sunday morning. It's just kind of one of those things that you, know, you never really expect to hear or th- ever think of hearing that those words come out of your, you know, anybody's mouth in your family that you're, you know, one of your family members has been killed. It, it, it's incredibly difficult to think about. And uh, I'm so sorry for you and your family. Um, and I can only imagine w- what that was like and hearing that. But Gareth Pursehouse's name came into the mix relatively quickly. I mean, they arrested him pretty quickly. When you found out that he was arrested for the murder of your sister, were you shocked? Were you surprised? You knew who he was, right? Yeah, so I I met Gareth in, I want to say it was either late 2009 or early 2010 when a buddy of mine flew out to L.A. to spend about a week with my sister um, after I had gotten back for another deployment. This time, that time was in Iraq. And um, I met him. I didn't have a lot of interaction with him. The, the majority of our time out there was was pretty much just with my sister and her friends. There was I I honestly can't remember how long 
I spent with her and Gareth. It, it could have been more than a day. I, I have heard, I heard things from my, my mom when, you know, her and I would talk about, about things. Cause Amy never, I, I wasn't like Amy's like confidant. Like she wouldn't like divulge the certain types of things to me. And she never really divulged anything negative to me. It was really like, like I said before, it was more everything she, she tried to keep on the up and up. Um, between did, you, us. Did, did you ever get a weird feeling when you were seeing talking to him? I, I mean, his profession, like, I mean, his lifestyle, like I wouldn't have really agreed with it, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, that that's what he was doing as, as, as work. But, uh, I mean, we spent such little time together interacting. I, I, I don't think I really got a good, a good feeling of who the person was because it was just so short and I wasn't really focused on him. It was more of, you know, trying to spend time right. with my sister. Do you think he did this? Well, and this again, this is just me talking. I believe with the wholeheartedness of my heart that Gareth is responsible for Amy's death. What makes you say that? Because his defense team, let me just tell you what they said in their opening statement. They said that the evidence is going to show that running into her at the event that he ran into her before the killing put him into depression, that he never, uh, he, he was in pain. He said the evidence will show that he never intended to kill her. And they said that one of the ways the jury might look at this is that he didn't throw your sister over the, the balcony, that she ran to the railing to run away from him, and that she was trying to get away and she fell. And they say that he didn't intend to kill her. What do you make of that? So Amy was a very intelligent person. She had lived in a house for a long time and with some of the evidence that I've seen from some prior court hearings, like we went to the preliminary hearing, there was some of the evidence that, that was given there, some of the testimony that some of the people gave. And I'm trying not, I don't want to talk a whole lot about the case because I don't want. Right. Right. You know, um, so just all those things, like in my mind, to me personally, point to, to him being as the person that, like he intended to do it. He went there. I mean, nobody goes to somebody's house and breaks in for a good reason. Again, you know, I, I don't want to get into. Let me ask you, do you plan to attend the trial at all? So I would like to go out there. The, the plan is for me to go out there um, during the latter part of it. I would like to see, you know, closing arguments and the, the verdict, whatever the jury decides. You know, it's just with a full time job and kids and. And, and life, it's it's hard for me to, I, I, I really can't just go out there for the whole thing, even though I would like to be out there to be with my parents and to support them and her friends through this whole process. You know, it, it just wasn't, you know, it, it's just not the right thing to do with my job and all that stuff. No, uh, so, I understand. So um, I do plan on going out there just when, just kind of have to, to wait and see how the trial progresses. And the uh, assistant DAs will kind of let us know when they think that you know these these milestones are gonna are gonna happen, and when it's a good time for me to come out there. I know you can't talk about the trial, but just generally speaking, do you feel confident in the state's case? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I heard. You know, uh, like I, I, I've met the assistant DAs and and their, their team a couple times, and they're very passionate about it. Um, I, I believe that their case is pretty solid. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital.
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And they believe that their case is pretty solid. My parents believe that their case is real solid. So there, there should be no, we don't have any misgivings about their, their, um, their performance that, that, that they're, they're going to make and the case that, that they're going to make against them. So we're, right. we're, we're hundred percent confident in those guys. I know you said that you uh, weren't your sister's confidant. There was evidence coming out that uh, she was fearful of Gareth, that she uh, took out a protective order, at least one, may believe two. There was, in the opening statements by the prosecution, they talked about an email that she wrote to herself talking about how scared she was of Gareth. During the course of the last several years, did she ever say anything to you that would strike you as she was nervous about him in any way? So, I mean, she she might have mentioned it like, you know, hey, you know, do you remember the guy that you met? You know, we're not together anymore. And he was just, she never really gave any specifics to me. She really kind of just said, you know, we're not together anymore. You know, it just wasn't a good fit. I, I would get most of, this, most of this information, you know, from my mom. And mm-hmm. because she was, you know, she would really confide in my mom a lot. And I would ask her about these things and, you know, she would try to change the subject and go to something more positive. What has been the last, what, what has it been like for the last three and a half years for you and your family? And particularly now that the uh, trial has just started. So it's like a, a chapter in a book that you can't close. Um, you know, the, the, these past three years, you know, you, you, you always remember Amy for who she was, and she, she's always in your mind. Um, you, you you try to, you know, kind of do the best you can to, to move on with your life, and you know, do your 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 normal daily things that you got to do. Um, but it's always there, and and there hasn't been any closure. Um, mm. I can't say that it's been like it's been very easy because it definitely hasn't. And I think it'll be good for, for, for this trial to, to, to end and we get some type of verdict and then we get some type of closure so we can maybe close this, close this chapter and then move on to the next. It's been tough for my parents. They've uh, they've been pretty strong through all of this. They've gone out there numerous times and sat through a couple court hearings and you know, all the stuff that, they, that they've had to do with closing down parts of her life and interacting with her friends and hearing all these stories. And then you know, it's like every time another court hearing happens or something else happens, it, you know, it, it brings back all those feelings again. And, you know, it'll just be good for, for not only my parents and me, but the rest of my family and, and her friends to, to finally get some type of ending to this chapter and whatever the jury decides hopefully it's in our favor we don't want to think about the the other option but um you know it's it's been tough the past you know three and a half years it's been a long time well listen i'll just say i i'm wishing you guys all the best my heart goes out to you and i know again this is an incredibly difficult time i really do appreciate you coming on to speak a little bit more about your sister and a little bit more about what we can expect christopher harwick Thank you for taking the time, and again, sending my best to you and the family. Sure. Uh, if, if I could just add, like, one more thing. Absolutely. The, uh, the 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 police department that is in our area. I really want to say that they were extremely professional when the incident happened. A lot of people, I don't think a lot of people know this, but you know, when 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 it happened and the LA, uh, you know, 
the Los Angeles Police Department reached out to my the police department that where my parents live. They went to their house and they weren't home because they were, you know, at my house watching our kids. So they immediately went to the the, the next of kin, which was me, and they they contacted the police department that is in my area, and they uh, came to our house. And this was, like I said, when my wife's daughter was was texting her that the police were there. The uh, the officer that came out, I can't remember his name, but he was extremely professional. After when when he when he knocked on the door, my wife's daughter answered, and then my mom was like right behind. My uh, my wife's daughter and um, the uh, the officer was like, hey, you know, do you know, you know, Chris Harvick? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, I need to, you know, I need to tell him something. There was some small talk back and forth, and he said, well, I need to let him know that his sister's been murdered. At that moment, he realized that he was talking to my mom, and oh. uh, my mom saw in his face um, that. Uh, and he kind of realized that, like, oh, man, like, you know, maybe I should have put two and two together. But he stayed with with my parents for a number of hours, you know, after that, trying to, you know, call the, the, the Los Angeles uh, Police Department and the detectives. And he I think that he went you know, above and beyond what, what he what his job was to do it because he stayed with them for so long. So. Um, And so that that's all I wanted to say was, you know, yeah. I, I appreciate, you know, their, their, uh, what they did as well. Christopher, thank you for sharing that. It, it's, you know, you think about these officers, that's a position that they never sometimes think about being in or want to be in. And the fact that they, uh, this officer took the time to be there for your family and understand it. I mean, that is just, that's incredible to hear. Um, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. Again, I can't say it enough, but I'm really hoping and wishing for the best for you and your family, because this is um, an unbelievable tragedy, a terrible loss. And I, as you said, I hope that throughout the process and when this finally concludes, you and your family have some sense of closure. But Christopher Harwick, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you again. I appreciate you guys having me. And that's all we have for you here on Sidebar, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. I'll speak to you next time.